Hello. Welcome. Welcome back to Send Him Off. Uh, yet another preseason preview for us. And uh, we we are trudging through them. We being myself, Sam, and my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. Another day it's, for us. Day yeah, it's, the, it's the beginning of the end, isn't it? It is, yeah. We're, uh, we're nearly on our way to the finishing line. But yeah, we're not alone as we have not been for the last 14. This is the 15th, is, right? Yeah. 15, I think. Something like that. Um, yeah, we are not alone, Sam. We are not. We're joined today by Jonathan from uh, Cherry's Red Army to represent Bournemouth, one of the new boys. Jonathan, thank you uh, for joining us. How's things, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, I suppose it's for you, it's the beginning of the end, and for me, I suppose it's the end of the beginning, being uh, <laughs> with it, with the season being less than two weeks away, no, about two weeks away yeah, at this yeah. point of recording. So, um, yeah, it's getting more and more real, um, and uh, as we'll go through the nerves are starting to increase as days go by. Yeah. Um, that's well, let's see about that. Yeah. Um, how, was, uh, how was last season, if you could sum it up? Um, I suppose I'd say mission accomplished, if I could sum it up with last season, because, you know, for, for those that weren't following the championship, um, you know, Bournemouth got promoted in second place. Um, it got quite close to the wire in the end with Nottingham Forest pushing up and... Um, and being basically one game away from getting past us into the automatic spot and us um, us getting through that one, one nil to, to secure a, an automatic spot. But at the start of the season, we went 15 games unbeaten, I believe. It was a, it was a new club record, um, as far as I'm aware. And then we hit our typical mid-season poor patch, which Fulham did at the same time, but they were in a slightly better position and they recovered quicker. And, you know, there were you know there were musings of discontent about Scott Parker and the negativity of his approach um, and very frequently we found that one nil was enough for him two nil was way more than enough and he would just sit back and encourage us to defend um, and having been used to a very attacking style of football under Eddie Howe for so long you know it, it rubbed a lot of supporters a bit odd that we had such a strong squad and yet we didn't really try and dominate and 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 you know, punish oppositions when we had opportunities to. And in the end, it almost bit, bit us in the back. But I think I think because there was a lot in the crowd of, there were boos at the end of games about two thirds of the way through the season when we were hitting another blip. And, and I think in the end, it got through to Parker that maybe he needs to be a bit more aggressive um, and a bit more attacking. And, and it worked, I think, in the end. We had a very tough run in, but made the most of it and, and obviously was able to, to get over the line. Yeah, just about. It was a bit nervy, wasn't it? Because obviously we're, we're Swansea fans, so we keep a keen eye uh, on the championship. Yeah, we, and I think... we watched the championship quite keenly. And I remember watching that last day. Well, not the last day, but the the, the game that took you up. Um, who was it you were playing? Forest. I forgot now. It was oh, Forest. it was not in Forest, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course it was. And um, yeah, I remember. Was Kiefer more the difference when he came in? Yeah, well, he was the goal scorer with that, on that game. And... I'd certainly say he made the difference in the end for us because obviously yeah. Swan, the Swansea match is one you won't want to look back on on that particular yeah. one and keep Moore's impact. But certainly getting the goal against Nottingham Forest and then he scored against Millwall. You know, when we brought him in, we really thought, wow, this could be the difference maker because we only had Solanke as, a stri- as the only striker in our team for basically the first half of the season Kiefer Moore comes in he gets four minutes as a sub appearance in his first game and breaks his foot breaks a bone in his foot um and is out for four months or whatever comes in for 10 minutes against Swansea 15 minutes against Forest or whatever it was and then about 30 minutes against Millwall and he scored four goals 
in those three games that constituted about 60 minutes of action. So his his goal rate for us is ridiculous at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think certainly right at the end he probably did make the difference. But you know that's that's you know that's the last yard in a hundred hundred meter sprint. He um, you know there were a lot of other players that really got us much in, in great positions other than just keep them all. Yeah, that's, uh, that leads me on quite nicely to uh, what, the next question. Yeah, yeah who, who are the key players then for Bournemouth? If uh, if people didn't watch the Championship last year, who should we be looking out for? Maybe who who's going in your fantasy football team? <laughs> um, there's, only, there's probably three or four that I would encourage you to put that look at in your fantasy football team. Uh, the player that won all of basically all of our awards last season was Mark Travers, the goalkeeper. Um, young Irish stopper um, who, despite being definitely in the top two best keepers in the league last season, got the most clean sheets. Um, he's still probably third choice for Ireland at the moment. Um, unfortunately, that's one area they do have a lot of depth in. But uh, yeah, incredible amount of games in which he saved he saved us points. Um, and, you know, he won the supporters player of the year. He won the players player of the year. He got three out and obviously got the gold glove so he got an enormous amount of awards um from from the fans which was so appreciated Uh, um his his nickname as termed by our colombian jefferson lerma is el pulpo which translates to the squid because of just his ability to throw his arms and get into just pull saves out of unnatural positions um He's he was incredible for us last season, and without him, there's no way we're going up. Um, but obviously, the player that probably grabbed the most headlines last season for onlookers uh, would have been Dominic Solanke, who pulled out 29 goals in the league with seven assists. I want to say it was roughly that. Um, and he he's massive for us. You know, he he started every single game uh, for us, uh, all 46. He only missed about nine minutes of action, something like that, through the rarely getting getting taken off and every good attack really that goes through that goes through him um it's his he is now right up there as a perfect modern number nine in terms of a player that can do basically anything uh, like if you you could easily ask him to play as a left or right winger and he would pull out the defensive duties just as well but his hold up play has improved he's an amazing dribbler with just this season his ability to wriggle out of pockets surrounded by three players is just ridiculous at times and he's obviously massively improved his finishing. Most people will just remember him from his time at the Prem as one goal from Liverpool, two goals at Bournemouth in 19 games or however many it was. And he didn't have a great time. But now he's had two years of great experience as the number one, at, well, as, as the first choice striker. And it's really helped him develop his game. And he's bulked up a bit under Scott Parker and it's massively helped his, um, helped his ability to hold off defenders. Um, Philip Billing got 10 goals and 10 assists last season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Billing this season because if we play a 3-4-3 as Parker looks like he's shifting towards slightly, his impact is going to be drastically reduced because he's not really capable of doing all the work that needs to be done in a midfield two. But as one of the number eights in a 4-3-3 that he was allowed to push on and be such a great support for Zalanke, um going forward and could be could be an option as sort of like a as a bench pick uh, on on your fantasy teams i don't think he'd be too expensive and um the other one would be john zamora who unexpectedly became a real real shining light uh, from left back who'd be now left wing back in in this new setup we'll see how he adapts to the prem um but the thing that we were most worried about 
would would have been his defensive ability. Like how strong is he in able to win the ball back in the tackle? He's not that tall, so he's a little bit susceptible to high balls, but really improved after a couple of games. He showed that he fit in perfectly and he scored three goals, eventually got an assist, which he deserved. He's got a good bit of skill on him and he's done well. Um, I'd also shout out to Jaden Anthony, but I'm not sure how much game time he's going to get this season. But he was a very impressive left winger, another another youth player that came through for us. Yeah, interesting. Sure. Nice. So uh, well, go on, go on now. Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll do it. Why not? Um, <laughs> look, we've had the key players. We've spoken sort of, a, you know, about the players that you might already notice. What about the ones that you know we might not notice? A Chelsea fan, a Liverpool fan, whoever who aren't you know regular Bournemouth fans, who would you say to them, keep your eye on that player because you might not notice them, but they'll do a job. You're on some hero, if you will. Yeah, that's a, that's a difficult one because the funny thing is about sort of the, the really good the, the the players that actually really performed last season all got some level of credit from the fans. Um, Dominic Solanke was actually a player that never got a supporters player of the month award last season, even though he was so incredible, because at least one other player was always outstanding in any month. Uh, like Cahill got, I think Cahill got one, Anthony got Anthony Anthony Zamora would have got one, Billing got one or two. My probably my favorite player on the team is Lewis Cook, who I think is a bit of an unsung hero. But again, it's just difficult to know with a formation change as a player that Cook came in as the number six, the deep line play. I say playmaker just incredibly press resistant, really intelligent on the ball, so accurate in the past for the majority, and obviously a really nice dribbler as well, very much sort of like, I think what Jack Wilshire probably would have wanted to be in terms of that deep line playmaker, but just doesn't get himself into as many easy to be injured positions as as Wilshire did, although Cook has had a very bad injury record as well. But um, yeah, that, that kind of player that just takes the ball off the defence and just, if he gets his chance to lift his head up and play the pass, then he starts everything um, and and can really dictate play again in the Prem and with a formation change. I don't know how much, if he's going to have quite the same impact. And this is the, you know, this is this thing that we're slightly unsure about at the moment with Parker's shift in tactics. Um, as anyone else that might be slightly unsung, uh, Joe Rothwell in preseason, he's one of our few transfers that come in. And um, from the sounds of things, because all three friendly so far have been uh, not televised on, on, the club's, uh, on the club's channel. But from what I hear, he's been quite impressive um, as more of an attacking midfielder that we brought in from Blackburn. But I think he's operated sort of as a, as a left, as a quite inside left forward um, that's been given a lot more freedom um, and been able to support Solanke quite closely. From what I hear, he's actually had quite a good start. So I'll be interested to see when I actually get the chance to to see him live what um, what kind of impact he can have. So um, someone someone that could be watched out because as a free transfer, he'll he you know most people certainly I think will ignore to him and Frederick coming in on a free. So he's one that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, definitely. So you yeah. mentioned new tactics, new formation. Um, so what can we expect from Bournemouth uh, in terms of style of play? Uh, tactics, like you said, what 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 sort of football can we expect to see from a neutral point of view? So last season we were in a four three three. So we had a deep lying six that was certainly from half the season onwards, halfway the season onwards was Lewis Cook, um, with Billing and Lerma generally as the two number eights. Billing on the left being much more attacking, and then Lerma on the right as more of a box to box who would settle into a double pivot if necessary. Didn't get forward all that often. 
Um, but certainly at the start of the season, the really important attacking outlet for us was on the left-hand side with Samora at left-back, Anthony at left-wing and Billing as the left-attacking mid really combining brilliantly from like from pre-season onwards you could see that this was going to be something good and and it worked fantastically um towards the start towards the start of the season sort of eased off when when any one of them got injured the effect just wasn't as strong in this pre-season so far parker has seemingly been tending towards moving to a back three he has played a bit with a he has kept his 4-3-3 occasionally but he has played back three a lot and i think he just understands how difficult the season is going to be and we're not going to be able to dominate games in the way that we did in the championship. So he's preempting an important defensive shift to try and get us to um, hopefully play in transition a lot more. Last season, I was quite disappointed by our seemingly complete lack of attempting to counter-attack. I don't remember us getting any goals on the counter, maybe one or two. Last season, even though the opportunities were definitely there with the pace of Anthony, Solanke, Billing, and other supporting like Christie off the right. This season, I think Parker is going to shift to try and be a lot more counter-attacking. And that's sort of the impression that he's giving um, so far. The difficulty is right now is that if you want to play with a back three, you need centre-backs. And we don't really have that many. Uh, we've Because we lost, because Cahill left, and Matt Phillips has gone back to Liverpool. We currently have three first-team centre-backs on the books. Um, Lloyd Kelly, James Hill, who's quite unt who's untested past League One and still a youngster for the future, and Chris Meppham, who needs game time and wants game time because of Wales being in the um, uh, being in the Euros. So he's the noise has been that he might want to move on if he's not going to get guaranteed any game time. So we need at least two, maybe even three centre-backs to really properly compete. And we're being linked back with Matt Phillips and Seth van der Berg, another loan from Liverpool is being, being touted as well. Because I haven't really seen what he, what Parker wants to do with this three, five, uh, three, four, three. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure myself what we're necessarily going to see, but I think counter-attacks, are going to be more of the aim. And certainly from what I've heard, direct play, we're going to be playing a lot more directly, trying to get it through the thirds a lot quicker than we did last season. There was a hell of a lot of playing around the back last uh, last year. This time, I think it's trying to be a lot quicker than that um, and not necessarily try and crowd out teams through possession, but just get into as many good attacking positions as possible, as quickly as possible. Yeah, nice. Looking sure. forward to it. That's uh yeah, that's, that's that's made me a bit more excited to watch Bournemouth now. To be fair, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see where they go with it. It would be very yeah. and see how teams cope with it. I would Definitely. be, I would be keen. Which yeah, leads us on quite nicely. Where, where would you, what would you be happy with this season? Is, is sort of survival just the bare minimum? You just want to survive and then build from there. Seventeenth, I'd be happy with. I'd be, I'd be happy with seventeenth. Um, and at the moment, it's it's not looking great. Um, as trying to be realistic, as much as I support my team to the hill, trying to be realistic at the moment, like I, I haven't seen a one to twenty yet that doesn't have Bournemouth in twentieth. Um, it's you know we are back and back in the underdog tag uh, as we were in the first season we were here, um, and the difference is is that time around we knew exactly what we were going to get when we came up. We had the same we we'd had it for years. We knew what he was like. And the players, we knew exactly who we were going to start. We basically had the same eleven that we that we won the championship with as we started the next season. Josh King was the only real change. Everyone else was exactly the same. Callum Wilson got injured, and we managed to make it through this time around. Yeah, it's going to be pretty much the same team, I would say, as the championship, but with new tactics, some new ideas. 
again, it's just I'm not I'm not 100% sure about what we're necessarily going to get. But I think Parker is being pragmatic. But his only experience so far in the Premier League is like less than half a season with Fulham going down and then a full season with Fulham and not managing to survive. So it's we it's it's all against us at the moment with with not much investment at the moment although we've got apparently a deal done for um Marcus Tavernier from Middlesbrough um it, it's it's mostly going to be the same players that brought us up and there's a lot of Premier League there's a decent chunk of Premier League experience or you know Scottish or Premier League with with Ryan Christie but it's not a lot um and similarly with the manager so it's a flip of a coin sort of how positive I am in any one day with, with the way things are going at the moment and 17th would be fantastic, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a real uphill battle all season. Oof. On um, that note, right. on I was going to say, you've your said, been for 17th, but where is your, where's your realistic prediction? You said you, you've seen everybody put you 20th, you're hoping for 17. Give us a number. Between one, between 20 yeah, and 17, yeah, realistically. Um, in a... Yeah, um, I don't think we'll finish last. Um, and there are teams that I think definitely could fall in there. Um, Fulham is an interesting one. Nottingham Forest could be anything. Really could be anything. They could finish 10th, they could finish 20th. Everton aren't great. Leeds aren't great. Brentford aren't great. I'm going to be positive and say 17th but I could easily finish 18th or 19th as well. But I'm, I'll try and be positive for the team and say that we'll finish 17th. I rate that. We like the positivity. We love yeah, oh, our positivity of 17th. You won Brentford, <laughs> fighting it out. You won Brentford. <laughs> there's, there's, a, yeah. there's a prediction there. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, Thanks a lot for coming it's been, on. It's been an interesting one. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Bournemouth and whether they can uh, whether they can get that elusive 17th place spot. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, do you just want to take a couple of moments just to tell people where where they can hear uh, hear you and find you on social media? Yeah, we're on um, <clears throat> sorry, we're on uh, Cherry's Red Army on YouTube. Uh, if you just uh, search us up, you know we've got some videos about reactions, about transfer ideas, a few different things we come up in preseason. I'm sort of starting my own series that's sort of a bit more stat based as well. Um, but uh, we're also on, we're also on Twitter at Cherry's Red Army. And we're on Instagram as well, uh, some same tag. So um, yeah, search for us if you want some uh, some Bournemouth content. There we awesome. Are. Yeah. There we That's go. Another one done, Al. Another one sorted. We've got how many left? Four to go. Five. Five to go. Four Five to go. go. One or the Don't other. jump again. Five. <laughs> no, I know. We'll, we'll skip seven when we can't do yeah. that. Jonathan, thank you um, so much yeah. for joining us. Pleasure, mate. And uh, best of luck for the season. Thank you for listening, guys. And uh, we'll catch you on the next preview. Ta-ra. Take care.